0: You are listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. For more information about the Pursuit of Manliness or find out about the herd, make sure you visit thepursuitofmanliness.com. Well, let's pray. God, thank you for the gift of technology, for allowing us to connect like this, and um, you redeem these things for good. And there's a lot of guys— yeah. who will be in their truck, who will be break room, right. who will be, you know, wherever. And they're going to come across this conversation right. that we're having here. And it's going to be the right timing. And it's going to be yeah. exactly what they need to hear. And yeah. as we unpack this idea of just, just challenging men to be men, just trying to call yeah. them to a, to a high standard, would you bless our conversation? Yeah, and right. uh, would you just work on that guy who maybe has stumbled across this yeah. and doesn't know who I am? doesn't know who Kenny is, but more importantly, we yeah. want to know who Jesus is. More yeah. importantly, we want to know more his important. Savior. It's in Jesus' yes, name Lord. we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Good.
0: Good. Well, men, at this time, I want to introduce Mr. Kenny Luck to y'all. Kenny, thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Awesome to be with you, Jared.
0: Well, man, we've gotten to connect just a little bit. Uh, before, prior to this, obviously, and then through email and things. Uh, would you take a moment, introduce yourself, who you are? You, you do a lot of things, so go ahead. Just just let us know what you do, brother.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to get to know Kenny Luck, you just got to know a few words that begin with M. You got to know the word mango because I'm a Pacific Islander. My mom was born on the island of Guam. My mom was liberated by Third Marines on the island of Guam. We we lost 6,000 um, 19 to 22-year-olds. And I'm alive because they believed in a transcendent principle of freedom. So um, I'm, I'm a half and half. My mom married my dad uh, after the war, for her liberation. He was in the Seabees, in the Navy, rebuilt Guam, Japan, and uh, the Pacific Basin for, for the U.S. Um, you got you to gotta know the word meat, all right? So mango, then meat. You know, Guamanians, we, we're, we're a little disposed to the pig. All right. Um, there are no cow farms on Guam. We 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 make pig. We we make it in every and you know chicken too every now and then. But meat. Um, and then the the military, of course. Um, that's my background. I grew up on base. I'm a military kid. I'm a Navy brat. Last of seven, uh, five boys and two girls. I tell people I was I, I was raised in a terrorist cell. Um, you know, and then movement. Um, I'm all about movements of spirit-empowered men. That's what Kenny Luck is about. Um, I, I well, After college, I, I joined a healthcare startup. I helped build a company. But in 2000, I fired myself as the chairman of that company to start Everyman Ministries because I believe that the best gift we can give the world is a spiritually strong, emotionally grown-up, and relationally committed man that blesses women and children and communities And countries. And so I have dedicated my life to fostering, building, activating spirit empowered communities of men. And I'm sticking with it.
0: I love it. Sticking with it. Hey, your ministries, everymanministries.com. We're going to talk a lot about that. The links will be in the show notes to get it connected to this. You know, talking about founding this, uh, you talk about free men spiritually and ignite spiritual health I, I like that word spiritual health and want to start with that because I, I i think sometimes we can be spiritually anemic and not even realize it because it's all we've ever known or we've become so accustomed to feel it's like physical health you'd be so accustomed to feeling like garbage that you think that's how you're supposed, that's to, feel, how you're supposed
1: to feel right but,
0: but that's not it so would you explain to us what spiritual health is and how this correlates with with men's ministry
1: well you know what um i think men know when they're physically healthy right um, they also know when they're spiritually healthy because they're changing and they're growing up. You know, I, I love your ministry because you talk a lot about how men impact the spaces and places where they are. And if you want to measure spiritual health, measure the health of the people around you and what's happening around you. The question is not, am I a man of influence? The question is, what kind of influence as I have, am I having? And Jesus talked about spiritual health. He said, "Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad, because the tree is known by its fruit. The good man brings good things out of the good inside of him or stored up in him. The evil man brings evil out of the evil stored up in him." So, spiritual health is an inside thing. It's it's how you answer the question, "Who am I?" where am i coming from? where am i going seeing your whole life on the answers to those those questions and and so when we talk about spiritual health it's answering the greatest existential question that has ever been asked who am i and if you answer that question am i am i god's man am i a material man am i a thrill man am i a sensation man am i an american am i a guamanian how you answer that question determines your spiritual health because um, whatever you choose or pick for, for your identity, that's going to command your energy and your energy is going to lead to an expression. And that expression will bring health to yourself and health to other people around you, or it will bring unhealth to yourself or unhealth to the people around you. So we're all about spiritual health, all about understanding who you are. Kind of like, you know, that famous theological movie, The Lion King, where Simba, where, where Simba says, I am Simba, son of Mufasa, because someone whacked him over the head and told him who he was. And he said, oh, yeah, that's right. That's who I'm supposed to be. And then he gets out of this alternative little space he created with a warthog and a meerkat, and he starts running back to confront evil and being who he really is. And so spiritual health is all about understanding who you are, because when you understand who you are, only then will you know what to do. Yeah,
0: a verse I go back to off Romans 12 two, don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I think we have a lot of men who are, who are conforming, whether they're conforming to the ideas of a certain version of masculinity that yep. exerts its alpha isms yep. in negative yep. ways, right. or we've wussified ourselves where we're afraid yep. to be those things because I don't want to, you know, upset no one or whatever. Nailed
1: it. Yes, You,
0: you got to find your identity in Genesis 126. You're created right. in the image of God. So we're image right. bearers, right?
1: yeah, no, hundred percent. and and that's the whole that's the whole crux of the spiritual battle. You know, what's the truest thing about you? Is it what God says is true? Or is it what the culture says it's true? or the media says it's true? or your insecurities say is true? you know because there's a lot of ripoff versions of masculinity that will that will exploit you being fuzzy about that issue. And what I like to tell guys is that listen, here's the game changer. You're made by God. You're made for God. One day you're going to go to God. But between now and then, you need to live out your truest identity, you know, and that was Christ. Christ, you know, he lived out his truest identity and it gave him the the best liberty, the best energy. Why? Because he knew his destiny. And so, you know, we see in Jesus, you know, this this strength. Well, what was it? Um, It was his integrity with respect to his truest identity. He didn't play to people. He didn't need to play to people. In fact, even his critics said, teacher, we know you are a man of integrity because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And that word integrity means undivided. You know, it's a math word. It means undivided between what? Between what we believe and how we actually live and think. And that's what the world is hungry for, right? The world does not need any men out there who are are diluted. Between the world and God. In fact, Jesus said, if you were of the world, I would have told you, but you're not. I plucked you out of the world. And, and that's the clarion call, I think, Jarrett, what you're about, what I'm about. The world needs to see men who know who they are and let their identity in Christ command their energy and expression because the world's dying for, for real, authentic men.
0: Yeah, and, and you hit on it a minute ago. This this isn't about you know me going on a mountain and trying to find myself. This is about there are people in my life in your life who need us to get this right. Who who will yeah. be the direct recipients of us understanding that call? Yeah. If we fail yeah. that, they get the consequences of that as well. Like Jesus left the earth after the resurrection. The disciples lived out that mission. I mean that that to me that is the greatest testament of the resurrection. The disciples. Yes. Had, there will be people who will follow in our steps or run the complete opposite direction. so if yeah. you and I understand that that this this life isn't about me or finding you know right. my center or whatever, it's about oh, there yeah. are people who need us to get this right, right? yeah
1: yeah, I, I think that um the quickest way for us all, you, me, everybody listening to us right now, is to understand this. We have limited time, we have an unknown ending, and we have a scheduled meeting with our maker. And, and, and between now and then, we better figure it out because we're not going to be uh, standing in front of a friend or people that we're trying to get to like us or whoever. We're going to be standing in front of our maker who's going to hold us accountable for the life that he's given us. And so it is a true spiritual battle figuring out who you are and then living that identity out you know, in power, you know, and living it out strongly. You know what, Jared, one of the biggest things that I see men struggling with today is this whole issue of male strength because male strength's getting attacked, right? So masculine strength is bad. Oh, really? It's all bad? No, it's not all bad Um, because we need strong men whose character is guiding that strength and whose compassion is guiding that strength. We need those guys and everyone will be first to admit, oh yeah, that's true. But we have guys, because they don't know who they are, they don't know where to place their strength. But God has placed this desire in them to be great and do great things. But since they're scared and they're taking their cues from culture, they're not sure how to express it. And so they go full alpha or they retreat and they go full omega male who's soft and who has a lot of compassion. But you're not going to trust that guy to rescue from a burning building. You know, and so what they're looking for is that combination of Alpha and Omega, that healthy version, who's tough and he's tender, he's sacrificial and he's servant oriented, he's courageous and he's compassionate. Who's that? It's Jesus, right? They're looking for Jesus. And so if that's Jesus and Jesus is in you, this should be you.
0: Full disclosure, I have another question over here. I'm waiting to ask you. You just you keep saying things that spark remembrance in me. So I'm I'm skipping that right now. So you you have this alpha and omega balance here, and I've seen this firsthand with, with people. Yeah, if we're honest with ourselves, you know, and we've said this a lot that the, the way that we see God the Father is often the way we see our earthly father or earthly male influences that were closest yep. to us. For Bottle. some guys, that's that has been a terrible example. So you've yep. ran the other way and said that I yep. want nothing to yep. do with anything yep. male. <laughs> And other guys, maybe you had a good one. I don't. Right. I don't know, but we—that's not fair to either side. What we need to do is right. find our identity in God. So you're talking about Jesus. How do we start to tear down that wall of all the brokenness and messiness to say, let's show you not a carbon copy, but the the real thing, which is only found in Christ.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, you have to you have to first surrender your life to Jesus to get Jesus, you know, inside of you. You have to see Him. You have to recognize his person, that that he's God. You have to recognize his work, right? That he's your savior too, and he died for you. And you have to say yes to those things, his person and his work. And once you believe and receive Christ, and that's a biblical idea, because that's what the Bible says to all who received him. So you have to recognize your own need. You have to turn to a savior who can rescue you in your need. And you need to invite him into your life. That's step one, of course, and a lot of our listeners already know that. Our viewers already know that. But then what's the mission from that point? It's to become like him, right? That's why Jesus would say, come, follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. So there's an invitation, come. There's follow me, right? Imitation, right? So there's earthly models, and then there's the Jesus model, follow me. Right. And I will make you. There's the process. Jesus inside of you making him like making you like him. And then there's influence and impact. Fishers of men. Right. And so in that one statement, you have the whole process that produces the product. Right. And that's what every man wants. Every man needs a model. He needs a mentor and he needs a messenger. And Jesus puts himself in that spot. He's like, I'm it. I'm the person. And so like like a lot of the guys watching this today, I'm the son of a third-generation alcoholic. I was the last of seven. My dad was the ghost. And when he was, young, he was abusive, you know? And so growing up, I had those same conflicts. It's just like, okay, well, if I don't want to be like him, then who do I want to be like? Well, what do you, what do guys do? They, they do what they do on the playground. They show up, they analyze, they see who's getting the attention, and then they start mimicking the behavior of the guy who like a baboon has risen through the pack to be at the top. And so then we imitate that. And then usually what that involves is, is, is broken alpha, you know, broken alpha male. It, 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 it's, it, it's strength, it's physical strength, it's money, it's, it's thrills, it's sensation, but the guy never grows up into a man. He stays a boy. And so that's how you start. You start with picking the right model right, who happens to be Messiah, and you give yourself to him, you accept the invitation, and then you strive with all your effort to follow him and be like him. And thankfully, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is in you to partner with you in that process. And we have the word of God, and we have the community of God, and we have the Holy Spirit of God to bring us along. And that's my story. My wife will say to all my friends, God parented Kenny. Jesus parented Kenny, and and I'm telling every guy out there, if your dad was a ghost like mine, or if he was abusive, or if you grew up in massive dysfunction, he's not your model. I know that, but there is a model, man, and he he represents true, healthy masculinity. His name is Jesus, and you need to give your life to him.
0: Amen. My wife has said she's had two husbands. They're both me. One was a boy, uh, and then this is a man, you know, so... It all, it's all about Christ. It's all about, you said it in the very beginning, it's about surrender. You have to surrender. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast, because someone shared it with you or whatever, Kenny just gave you the roadmap right there. And and it's such a line in the sand moment to say, I'm not going to live like that anymore. That's not going to be my story. I'm I'm going to be the first link. I'm going to be the point man, whatever I need, whatever verbiage yeah. you want to use to be that right. example for those to come after you
1: yeah. to follow. Yeah. And there's a, there's a wildfire guys who are making that decision right now, Jarrett. Yeah. I see it, you know, I'm just, I'm doing conferences around the country and I'm seeing it, man, they're hungry for it, especially millennial men, because they, they, they lack models, you know, when 60 plus percent of them are growing up without a model, you know, and then they're turning Mm. to culture. And then, and then there's this, 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 this pursuit of, of trying to conform, like you said, to the world, to be cultural man, Mm -hmm. whatever that version of cultural man is. And then they turn out staying, they don't grow up. You know, mm-hmm. either they go the traditional world, which is which is you know hedonism, narcissism, and materialism, you know, or they they get captured uh, by some community yeah. that 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 will give them a sense of belonging. But to belong to that community, they have to believe and behave in a certain way. And to get the intimacy of that community, they'll believe in a, and behave in a way just to get the intimacy yeah. right in a way that keeps them. Um, immature and not a man. And so it's, it's the spiritual battle.
0: Mm. One of the things that every man ministry does is you provide, as you call it, living, breathing, church-based model that you can see yeah. within your men's ministries. And I, right. so many guys that I talk to are like, man, our men's ministry is either non-existent or anemic. I know that's not the case everywhere, but there's a lot of guys who say, I just yeah. can and that's why they turned online stuff they're like I can't find it, so right. how do how do you guys do that? How do you get into these places? How do you give them living, breathing sustainable men's ministries or resource them up i should say
1: yeah i mean well as a as a lead pastor you you have to it starts with me I mean it has what I'm communicating you know we actually in our membership class we say you know the greatest gift we can give women and children in this church is a emotionally grown up spiritually strong and relationally committed man and that's when the room starts to squirm because of the narrative out there in culture like why would you do that but then when they listen to me explain that you know if a child comes to christ 3.5 percent of the family will follow if a woman comes to christ the mom 17 percent of the family will come if the man of a family comes to christ 93.5 percent of the family will follow that man In that decision. And so if you're asking me, congregation, for a bang for the buck strategy, I'm pushing all my chips to the table where the data is. And the data says that if I win the man, I win the family. And the family will follow. So if I'm a gospel oriented pastor, um, I'm going to do what Jesus did, right? What did Jesus do? Three years, 12 guys, 20 centuries of movement. That's it. And so when I'm with other pastors, you know, they look at me like, wow, you really believe that, don't you? Well, you read the New Testament. What what did he do? And so in our church, we have a process. It's, it's called get in, get healthy, get strong, get going. And those are words that men understand. They understand being on a team. They understand health. They understand strength. They understand mission, right? That God put them on earth for a specific mission. And we just speak their language. I mean, we do the 1 Corinthians 9 thing, Jared, at our church. I mean, we have beast feasts. We have men's conferences all the time. Uh, We're not afraid to speak the language of men, uh, which rubs the religious person wrong, you know, because that's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches in 1 Corinthians 9 that we're supposed to do all things possible, right, short of sin, to win people to Christ. And so we do that. With men, and then we have an ecosystem. So we we build intentional calendar to have gathering events that then build bridges to men's community, and those men's communities are equipped with leaders and robust. So, like Jesus did, the process produces the product, and that's what I've been doing for 20 years. I've done it at two large churches, and uh, I'm still doing it now. And I believe every pastor needs to have that that leadership ecosystem so that they can fulfill the vision and mission God's called them to do.
0: Don't you think a lot of pastors know this, but like what you just said there, and and I find myself in the same situation where I'm saying things that you can tell. They're rubbing people wrong, but you're like, I owe this to you. I have to tell you this. If I don't tell you, maybe no one else will. There's some guys, though, that I don't know if it's the mortgage. I don't know what it is that keeps them from – from. they know the truth, right? like what that, that what hinders them because if they'll say it at least they can put it on the table and say okay that's that's true now what are we going to actually do about that whether it's yeah. men's ministries whatever it is like we have to yeah. tell them the truth we owe it to them god's given us a platform to to say these things why do you think we withhold that then
1: yeah because men are like icebergs you know they only show you the tip right if you're a wise pastor then you know that underneath the waterline of those men's lives that are sitting there staring at you, there's temptation, there's relational fragmentation, there's family issues, there's marriage issues. There's, they don't know if they're going to be able to be a good dad there. And so if you know those things and you read the Bible at all, Jesus said hungry, feed naked clothes. All right. Start preaching, not to the tip of the iceberg, start preaching below the waterline, To the substance of where he really is and once you do that you're giving him permission to say yes but once he says yes all right i hear you you're speaking my language you're talking about me i i don't want to be a failure in my family or as a dad or as a husband or as a friend i i need character where do i get that you have to invite him and create spaces and places for them to land that give them that cold drink of water because they're thirsty that give them food where they're hungry in their lives, meet that need. And, and then once you do that, right, now they're able to listen because now they're succeeding, they're transforming, right? And now they're able to, oh, man, I'm transforming. This is great. All right. What's next for me? Because guys want intentional, right? Now that you have me, where are you taking me? Well, guess what? Now that you've got these issues, you're, you're succeeding in the primary zones of your life. We need you in leadership and to speak that into his chest and say, and we have a path for you to do that. We need you. And then to create that pathway. And that's where most pastors fail. They're not intentional. They'll have a men's event. A bunch of guys will show up and then men will go home and that's it. For me, for 20 years, I've always said, you know, uh, where you have inspiration and gather without connection and progression leads to frustration. And so that's why we have the Everyman ecosystem of resources, events, follow-up resources, small small group material. So when you do gather guys, intentionally create a connection for them to land in community with the herd the next week that starts them on this process, right? And so that's what I've been about because I was a part of the last men's movement in the 90s, and it was inspiration without connection and progression. And what happened was, is that you then, because churches didn't have that ecosystem, they went back to church and said, well, forget it. I'm going to go start my own nonprofit. All their money and energy and talent went out of the church because the church didn't have a place for them and didn't have a process for them. So that's what every man ministry is all about. Individuals, men's groups, churches, pastors, we're going to equip you to build an engine that makes sense to the guy, meets his needs, creates a vision for leadership, and then puts them into the mission and vision of your church.
0: So, well, let's get them there. You know, everymansministries.com. When you get there, I get connected to you guys. Like, what do you want them to see? What do you want them to realize? Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the doorstep? You say, hey, this is the first thing I would check out. Here's the next thing. Go from there.
1: Yeah, I would, I would check out Get Healthy because, you know, it's that, it, has to, it has to do with um, that concept of hungry, feed, naked, clothe. Guys in your community and congregation have needs that you can be nimble to and meet right now, right? So if you go to Everyman Ministries, you'll see an event, all right? That's fine. Maybe you don't need one, maybe. But to catalyze community, you have to get some inertia, some flow. And so what we've been doing for 20 years is we've been doing catalytic events, but with connection. Our success is not based on how many guys come to an event. Our success rate is an 80 plus percent conversion rate of the number of guys who come that get into the herd, that get into community, that get into a small group, men's group process that is intentional, that is clear, that meets their deep felt needs and gets them into a discipleship process. So I always tell pastors and churches to just get on, get on everymanministries.com, start a gathering. There's more... There's more curriculums for men that you can stream into a fellowship hall around tables on our platform than any platform in the world. Just start a gather, Then you can cast vision for leadership, which is, hey, we'd love for you guys that are here, this assembled large group deal, to really get into our leadership pathway. But we have a process, and it starts with getting healthy. And it's going to meet your needs. But also the Bible says in 1 Timothy 3, husband of one wife, manages the family well not giving them much wine you don't say that but you're like hey we're gonna get you healthy get you strong get you going because we need you in leadership that's what men need to know
0: what, what say it again where we get connected to you where we get connected to every man ministries
1: yeah yeah just everymanministries.com mm-hmm. right everything's there um, you'll see catalytic events you'll yeah. see resources for churches um, you'll see the, the blogs the podcasts the, the church curriculums that you can show to your men's group to uh, as an individual or as a church, you can start a meeting now and the content yeah. will be strong and they'll okay. keep coming back, but then you have to have a plan. And on the website, you'll, you'll see, get healthy and get strong and get going stuff.
0: And you haven't even touched on the number of books that you've written as well. So you got, you got a whole library just from you. See right all
1: there. that right there, <laughs> you know, see that little that stuff in your beard right yeah, there. Yeah. 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 yeah represents the 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 26 books yeah
0: i get it i get it hey kenny thank you for making time being on today's show i really appreciate it brother
1: yeah you got it jared
0: hey you guys in the herd we're gonna continue that conversation over there thank you men for listening to or watching the pursuit of manliness podcast if you're looking for any of the links mentioned in today's podcast episode make sure you check out the show notes will find them there if you will leave a five-star review on itunes that just continues to help get the word out about the pursuit of manliness podcast men if you are in the herd we are going to continue our conversation over there thanks for listening thanks for watching let's keep pursuing biblical manliness